Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Let's get right into this, shall we? Diana Cohen, the founder of one of my favorite hair care brands, Crown Affair, started the company after a Google Doc detailing her hair care ritual became a sensation. Not only was it helpful, it became communal, with friends and friends of friends chiming in and telling their hair care rituals. It became obvious there was something missing in the market, a brand that told stories rather than promoting what someone's hair should look like. Once she took a deep dive, she was horrified at her findings and spent two years developing Crown Affair, launching with very high quality products at a fraction of the usual price. This episode is important for a few reasons. The big one being this girl has worked at some of the best, most disruptive companies of our time. We discuss breaking into the job world, what it's like to consult for other brands, the importance of social media, and we talk a shit ton about hair. I'm going to go on record here and tell you the hair oil is one of the single best products I've ever used in my lifetime. And I'm a greaseball that does not use hair oil. Go follow this charming angel at Diana Cohen and the crown of hair. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. And I would love for you to just tell our listeners your background and your story. Yeah. I'll just dive right into it from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. okay let's start. <laughs> so okay. <I> start. <laughs> Context. Um, well, hi, I'm Diana. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Crown Affair, which is a hair care line, uh, which makes mindful care for healthier hair. But I'm, I'm sitting in New York right now. I've been in New York for 11 years. I'm originally from a small town in South Florida, um, like an hour north of Miami, and came here to go to college at NYU. And thought like everybody who's ever seen the Devil Wears Prada wanted to be in fashion <laughs> and, and work for Anna Wintour and do all of that stuff. But by the time I entered college and by the time I left college, it was just a totally different universe in terms of the internet being yeah. like a very real thing. Um, and you know, in high school, like I was super into Tumblr. I remember being like kind of a weirdo who like had a really big Tumblr that like 
reblogstyle.com and all the kids at my very preppy school in South Florida wearing Lily Pulitzer were like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but I was very into that. And you I know, have a similar parallel growing up in Pasadena. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You're like, you, you love all these things, but it was interesting. Like I did all these different internships through college. Um, super fun. I mean, Valentino in like the styling PR closet during How like, did you get that? Season. You know, it's funny. I literally just applied. Like yeah. I, I, you know, it was one of those things, my first internship that I did in high school. Um, and then it became my freshman year of college was at a really small jewelry company called Giles and brother. I don't know if you've heard of it at all. Mm-mm. Okay. It's by, um, this brother sister duo named Courtney and Philip Cranchy and, um, Courtney ended up marrying Jenna Lyons and they were like very part of the early like CFDA oh, yeah, crew. Yes, 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 yes. Like railroad spikes and stuff. So their parents yes. were actually my high school art teachers. Cute. And they were like, you should go intern for my daughter and son. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And that like changed my world. That was like at CFDA parties, like babysitting their kids at Jenna Lyons' kids. And I was like, oh, this is like a whole universe. Um, and then everything just, yeah, kind of was like a reference. I mean, interned at Takoon, like the first season yeah. that Moda, Moda Operandi launched. I remember having like a vivid memory that was like looking across at the entire wholesale team and being like, this entire department's going to be gone in like four years, you know? Um, you, so, yeah. I was left New York <laughs> like right before, like how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. So you're just, you're literally exactly four years younger than me. So I had yeah. like this similar experience, but just four years behind you with like, I went to Parsons and like totally. cold emailed people or like my mom's <laughs> friend who had a store was like, come with me to the showroom. And then I like worked at that showroom. I mean, and I like to bring it up and I like to talk about it. Cause I think that when you say like, Oh yeah, like I interned for Valentino, like it becomes this, well, I could never do that. And that must be like a privileged situation. But like, if you are able to move out of state and go to school, like, don't ever be afraid to apply for jobs or like hustle your way into these scenarios. And you never know who you're going to meet, who knows someone who could get you a job that could really catapult you into like another sector of your life. A million times over. And like relationships are, I mean, you know, this are everything. And I remember for the Valentino one, I went on to like nyfashioninternships.com or whatever. And like, (laughs) was there for like two semesters, but the last internship I did that like changed the course of, of it all was actually at Into the Gloss. Um, I was one of the oh, first cool. interns there in 2012 and it was, it was tiny. It was like very pre-glossier. It was like Emily and Nick. And that was when it all like just, I was like, oh, this is like the future of everything. Like I don't think I, I always thought I wanted to work at like Condé or somewhere. And I was just like, it's so clear that this is not where it's actually happening. So yeah, that was that was really cool. And I mean, that internship, which turned into a job, got me my next job. It's like, it just, it all kind of funnels and it's pretty crazy. What was your last job before you launched Counterfair? So I was actually a consultant for two years. I was consulting for Outdoor Voices. Um, oh, cool. I was consulting for Harry's. I launched their women's line, Flamingo, their nice. razor company. Yeah, I did the go-to-market strategy for that. And then was working with The Wing on retail. Um, so I was doing that for two years. And then before that, I was one of the first employees at Away, the luggage company. Oh, yeah. And was head of partnerships there, um, did nine partnerships. And before that, I was at, um, I was consul- consulting. I didn't know it was that. I helped launch Tamara Mellon um, when she moved out to LA. So you've worked for like every cool company. <laughs> I'm always like one of the first employees that like not is not the founder. <laughs> it's just like behind the scenes. I'm like the... Um, but then before that, I was at a company called Spring which was like a mobile shopping app. I don't know if you remember it back in the day, but uh-uh. um, that was like the thing. Um, 
my mentor and the founder there, Eric Katz, is now the founder of Seed. Um, oh, and, great. Yeah. And like April, who is the brand curator, has been the CEO of Violet Gray. So like all of us kind of started out on the e-commerce train right after I left into the gloss. It was like six and a half, seven years ago. And it was like the internet was happening on e-com. So... Hey everybody, Gabby Reese here. Please join me for my show where we're going to be talking about all things self-care. And I don't mean just eating and exercise. I'm talking stress, marriage, relationships, parenting, business, transitions. How do we figure out a way to be our best selves each and every day? So whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen, please join me. If you'd like, rate, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you want to see some of the behind the scenes action, just follow me at Gabby Reese and remember, don't miss new episodes every Monday. So you, you disrupting an industry was inevitable considering all this. Yeah. Actually, before we go into that, I would love to talk about, cause I think it's vital information, especially considering uh, the world we live in now. What would you say for people who would like to get into consulting, obviously a lot of people who are extremely talented are being laid off. And what would you think would be the best route to kind of like pitch yourself? And like, what does that really entail? Yeah. So I love talking about consulting because it's so it's, it, there's so much power that you have to just like create the life that you want. And obviously COVID has been such a catalyst for people being like, wait, I'm not in a full-time role, Mm -hmm. but you know, one of the biggest things for me was like, I wanted to create my own schedule and I wanted to like choose who I worked with. So in terms of structuring that, I mean, there's like a lot of nitty gritty stuff from like creating an LLC, like just taking as many meetings as you can with clients. Like Outdoor Voices was my first client. I, uh, my friend was there, like head of PR there, head of comms. And she was like, we're trying to figure out like how we do affiliates and influencer and like, what is like an ambassador program look like? And, Mm. you know, I put together a proposal for them. It was a three month, like I can do this for three months and like build out your ambassador program, which is now like one of their biggest revenue drivers and awareness plays in the business. And, you know, it turned into a two year contract. So I would say like hustle, really pick great clients. That's how you're going to continue to do good work that you want. It obviously depends on what you're doing. I was doing brand strategy consulting, And I think finding a balance, I know it's really hard with rates right now at the time, like fighting for yourself, it's always good to go a little bit higher because you can like come and meet in the middle. And Mm -hmm. the other really big thing is time management. That was like, took me eight months to figure out in terms of like pacing out my days and organizing things. I'm like such a not Virgo. Like I'm just the opposite. I'm like, I wonder what your rising is. I am, I am, I'm actually like a Sagittarius a or something. I, I'm a Taurus rising Gemini, but I like uh-huh. joke in my life that my fiance and everyone I hire, like has to be a Virgo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, like, need to be super organized. <laughs> Wait, what are some tips for being organized? Because I'm trying to launch a website and I get every day, like I, I'm, I have my to-do list and then I look over and it's four 30 and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I haven't even been able to get started on my creative work. I know it's really hard. I think I have a leadership coach that I've been seeing for like five years who changed my life and was so actually helpful in building my consulting business. Wow, Um, cool. She, she, I I made this little like no bullshit excuses list that sits next to me at my desk. And I recognize that like the reason I'm not a procrastinator and I'm sure you're the same. Like you're clearly a hardworking person who's like trying to make shit happen. And But like, there's always that task that you just like keep procrastinating on. (laughs) 
it's literally my nightmare and it's totally fear. So some of the things that I do is I have to finish that task before I like move on to anything else. Like I'll put a timer on my phone. I'm like, it's painful. Um, I'm also a verbal processor. So I probably, my fiance thinks I'm a crazy person and so does my team. But like, if something's really challenging and I just need to get a lot done, I actually talk out loud to myself. Um, and that's been like such a huge, it's just like removed so many blocks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then like just actually having like a to-do list every day. I, I'm By the way though, like I've read and listened to all of the books of like how to get stuff done. And <laughs> I know that you're supposed to have an intray, but I'm still a person that like scribbles here, post-it notes here, gives myself an email. I and do I that think, too. I, I think send myself like, emails. Yeah. Oh, I send myself emails all the time. Meanwhile, I have like a sauna and Slack. And I think like empowering the chaos is like a, the secret to just letting it be. I think so too. I send myself, well, because my emails are my to-do list. So like I, I mark them on red, like what I still need to do. So then I, even if I've emailed myself, I'm like, okay, that's something that I still, because at the end of the day, I'll like let myself have like three unread things if they're like not that important. But like I get sucked into my phone because I'll be like, oh, I have to post something for LPA. And then I'm like, where am I? Now I'm on TikTok. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you run your social? Are you doing your social channels too? Yes. Oh my I God. I run no. four social accounts. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you talking to me right now? <laughs> go, go on your phone and do that. Um, no, no, no. I, I couldn't do that. It's so hard, man. I mean, Instagram is addictive and it's fun and it's such an amazing place to connect with people. I think, especially now, like, the truth is, it's like what happens when... We're but you all- must have to look at it. Sorry to interrupt. You must have to no, look no, no. at it even to just see the people that you want to gift and people that you want to... Like if you're in a, a consultant recommending human beings for affiliate programs, you have to be on your fucking phone all the time. 24-7. I mean, it's just... It's like everything. every little dot connects. I think like being a good marketer is just like having pattern recognition across all this stuff. So you need to constantly be like looking and referencing and following things and... Um, no, I'm in it a lot. I mean, we have an amazing head of content that we brought on during COVID, which was the whole thing onboarding people as I'm sure you've done, but, Mm -hmm. um, she's like in the nitty gritty of the social, but I don't know. What you always need is like a cool young person who's just like in social world. They're like, Oh, this person's a big deal. Someone you've never heard of that has like a cult following of like 200,000. That'll totally change your life. If you give them something. Oh, a million times over. I always say with social, I'm like, it's so funny. Like the longest time, all the companies I've worked for, they're like, hire a social manager, like whatever. It's just a channel. And I'm like, guys, you realize this is the most important channel like, in, the world. <laughs> in the world. Like this isn't like a random social manager. Like this is your core business. Like, yeah. like what's happening? <laughs> so tell me what the genesis, like what was the genesis of Crown Affair? Um, okay. So I'm a hair care nerd. I'm like- I, Your hair I'm is very just, shiny and pretty. You know, the light's not that great in here, but thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's truly, um, it's just, I'm such a nerd about hair care. And it's funny when we did our collaboration with Violet Gray, I was like talking to the editorial team and going through my order history from the last 10 years on Violet Gray. And it's just like straight up all hair care. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's so funny. Like a couple skincare <laughs> things here and there, but, um, no, I always just love taking care of my hair and, um, I was traveling quite a bit when I was consulting and, the girls actually on the OV team were like, you have to send us what you're doing. And at the same time, I just had a lot of girlfriends in my life who I had so much respect for and are total badasses be like, I don't know what to do with my hair or like I'm hitting 30 and like my hair's changing or like I just had a baby and all my hair's falling out. Yep. And like, and, and I just like became that, I don't, I genuinely don't know how it happened, but I became that friend that people would like text or call. And 
I don't know. I really love hair too. Like I'm such a weirdo, but I'm very fascinated by like trees and like fibers and like things that move. And there's something about hair that I think is such a huge part of our identities and like changes the way that we move through the world. And really crown affair came about because I didn't feel like there was any brand out there that I identified with, which we'll like get into in a second. But long story short, I sent out a Google doc. There were also a couple other forms of it um, that like went out over email and the amount of questions I got, people like were responding in the Google doc, requesting access, like literally people I didn't know. <laughs> like, what is this product? Why do you use a hairbrush? This hairbrush is $250. Like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, like so the Mason Pearson brush. <laughs> yeah, like, like literally people thought I was a psycho for like, it, like not being able to live without a hairbrush, which by the way, like I get it. There's other parts of my wellness routine where I'm like not investing as much in. I mean, even with makeup, like I'm very much here for like drugstore eyeliner. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not. Um, so it was just really funny. I think shocking. And then truthfully, like it was just so clear that all of the content online and like so much of this was like tutorials and how to's and like get Chrissy Teigen's ponytail at Coachella. And like, I'm here for that, but like, I'm also just trying to look good for a meeting on a Tuesday and, yeah, like, totally. and like have healthy hair. And I was just like, it's so crazy. That there's not something out there that's just so straightforward and beautiful. And then the truth is, is like hair care is a weird one because there's this whole salon piece to the industry mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily exist in other categories in beauty. And, you know, there's really beautiful luxury products, but it's like, from professional stylists that did like, you know, Vogue covers with Madonna and have been in the industry for 30 years and it's very fashion driven or everything is like multiple colors in like juice press looking boxes. Like the name of the products are like super duper Mr. Buster. And I'm like, (laughs) this is like, I don't want this next to my like, my Rito and Dr. Barbara Stern. It just, it didn't feel really elevated. And then, I mean, that ended up opening a whole, really the reason that Crown Affair even started though, beyond all of this and just wanting to feel like there was something that I wanted to recommend to my friends that I felt super proud of. And also wasn't like a $250 hairbrush or Mm -hmm. even like a hundred dollar hair mask, you know, like that's, that's not super accessible unless you already are investing in it. I have your hair oil in right now, by the way. Oh, Yes, I'm so I'm glad. really greasy, so I can only use it as like a mask because I can't, I have really fine hair and I'm so greasy. So like my hair gets greasy after one day. So yeah. I I put the oil in and then I put it back in a bun and I'll let it sit in there like all day or overnight. And then I wash it out. It makes my hair oh, so I shiny. Love I love that. No, I, um, the oil is like our baby. And it's so funny. What I was going to say is my fiance's best friend, actually, I sent him and his wife the Google doc too. Cause they were like, what do we do with our hair? And he's a bioengineer and chemist. And he, and he like got his PhD through undergrad at Cornell in like six oh years and is super smart. And he was the one that was like, Diana, what is in this stuff? Like, you know, like, I don't want you to go into your hair care cabinet, but like turn it over and like every hair oil that you've probably ever bought from all these places, like the lead ingredient, cyclopentasiloxane, which is, which is you know, it's a cyclic silicone that like coats your hair and ends up drying it out. And like mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. from like Orbe, Moroccan oil, I mean, you could, the list is endless. Um, it's just not great for your hair. So clean is very much, I mean, we, everything that we make is clean. Um, what that means, I think like opens a can of worms, which is why it's not what we lead with. Yeah. Um, but then someone will say, well, that's that, and that ingredient endangers the rainforest, which by the way, uh, everyone, like anyone who has a business, there's you, it is impossible to fucking please everyone and do it's impossible. It's, 
it's impossible. And we're all, I like, like to settle on like with this other project I'm working on. I'm like, let's just settle on. We're doing our best. Which is, well, that's the thing. The most sustainable option is to just like not have a thing. But if you're going <laughs> yeah. to have a thing, like, like make it. And by the way, like I really think about holistic sustainability. Like it's also like your artisans. Like our combs are handcrafted in Switzerland by like literally a family that's been making combs and tools for for decades. Oh. And like even our brushes, they're all made in Italy. And it's like, you know, there's paying people like fair wages to do really high quality work is mm-hmm. also a sustainable option. Absolutely. And, um, so yeah, we think about that. But the clean piece is like so crazy. And I'm very excited over the next few years to tell that story. The truth is, is only with the oil, we don't have a ton of product to do that story right now. But we have like some stuff launching where I'm like, there is just a universe here that has not been tapped into. So yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. So if you're, for anyone listening who's like, I want to start a brand, like what was your, like, what did you lead with? Were you like, okay, here's the name and we're going to do the branding. Did you lead with product? Like, were you like, I know that we need to like disrupt the hairbrush sector because it's like (laughs) either like Mason Pearson or everything else is kind of like really shitty. Like what was like, how did, what was the rollout? Okay. So it started, by the way, like interrupt me at any point, if this is so like snoozy, if it's just like so business, but um, no, it's good. I think it's good for people. Okay, cool. Um, I also like read a comment yesterday on the reviews of the podcast that I interrupt too much. And now I'm so scared to speak. Oh, don't be. I literally interrupt everyone all of the time. So like, please, I'm here for it. Like, well, because if I hear something, I'm like, oh my God. No, get businessy. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So a couple things. Um, I had two Ed Ruscha paintings that I printed out, not paintings I owned, if only, that I I printed out. Yeah, (laughs) if only. Um, That I like saved down and like could not get out of my head. One is this, it's actually a book cover of his that's what is now Crown Affair Green. It's like this kind of weird mint off green that says busted glass. And then the other... Yeah, and then the other one is a is a painting. It's I think it's six kind of panels, and it's like pews, news, muse, dues, and it's like these oranges and ivories. And I was like, whatever I launch in my life, like that's the vibe. And then you know started there, and I had a lot of different references. I had like old photos of like Jane Goodall, which is so random, and then obviously uh, a ton of a ton, she's just like such an inspiring. She's woman. Um, incredible. Uh, I love her. And to me, like that's so much more about like the essence of who the crown affair woman is. And like, not to totally interrupt the story. I'm now interrupting myself, but like we have a customer who's, and I try not to talk about customers, but she is the most fabulous. She like lives in Napa and is a winemaker and she's like oh. a 70 year old woman. And I'm just like, I love that I just launched something that like that, you know, we also have girls who are like 15, 16, 17, who are like, this comb is beautiful. I'm saving well, that for Well, when you did something right, because ultimately you can't just launch a brand for 30-year-olds or 25-year-olds. You have to launch a brand that resonates because then you're closing your market to a tiny group of people who, God forbid, they like grow out of your brand if you're branding totally. it for them. Totally. No, I couldn't agree more. And and like that was kind of the beginning of the brand was thinking about really a woman. I mean, we have met as well, but like a woman in her life being like, how is she moving through the world with her hair and like all of these different seasons and different rituals around her? And I started to pull references of women, you know, Japanese Zen gardens, started to look at different, just like color stories and things where I was like, wow, this is not fit. like, I want to think about hair in a totally different way. Like for me, this is really about the care piece and it being surrounded of your well being. So, you know, the first project I worked on with my now creative director. So, Anyway, I had these pieces. I was like, I need to start working on this and understand what product I want to make. Like I'm having these conversations with women and I have this brand identity. 
And I called up our creative director. He just left away. He was there for three years. His name is Sho Shibuya and he's the best. And we sat together and he's from Japan, born and raised. I think he moved here. I was about to say, if you hired a Japanese man, you're in the best hands. (laughs) He's unbelievable. And I loved working with him. And the reason I wanted to work with him is like, he's someone that is so driven by ritual. Every single day he gets Mm. up and paints the sunrise on the New York Times that came in. Like every single day. Like he's just (laughs) that person. Where does he live? He's in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. (laughs) I love him. And we just sat together and I didn't have any money. Like I hadn't fundraised anything at this point. I just, I was consulting. So I was, I had four clients. I had no team. It was just me. Like I was, to like put this in perspective, I was working on counterfeit for about a year and a half, you know, self-funding. And the reason I started with the brush and the comb very candidly is like, you know, now I can say after meeting in interviews or with investors and be like, you know, I know how important it is to create the visual literacy of a brand. Like this is a category that's been in the bathroom and in the shower, like combs and brushes were really smart. But the truth is, is like I was self-funding it and it was the most affordable thing for me to make, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, usually the way that like any category of beauty works is you like, you know, for formulas, like you go to a contract manufacturer, there's like crazy minimum orders and like, you know, and I, I also knew actually this category is really driven a lot by like celebrity too. And usually they'll be like, here's 12 shampoos and here's 12 conditioners. And it's like, I really want to treat every single product that we make as a hero product. And we work with separate chemists. And again, my partner, like he's a biochemist and engineer. So like every single product is handcrafted. It's not just like a line for this or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but we started with tools and and that's kind of how this came together. And I was just like self-funding. I would like find these vendors all over the world and develop product. And at the same time, you know, show... how would you find the vendors? Cause then people are going to ask. No, no, no. Google. Okay. Literally like the, the 26 O on the Google search. Like you just gotta like, <laughs> keep going to every page. You can find anything. Um, anyway, long story short, show and I were just sitting there and I, I said the name crown affair and there's a little bit behind the name. It was really a placeholder name, which I don't think I've ever said in an interview. I was just like, well, you know, I was in a Pilates class and the instructor was like, lift through the crowd. And I was like, oh, like everyone in the room, just like magically, like their attitude and energy changed. And I was like, there's so much power in your crown and, and that space. And then I love the Thomas Crown Affair as a film. Oh, that's amazing that that's the, where the name came from. Yeah, Thomas Crown Affair is the best the best. And like Renee Russo is just classic. And actually the last scene of that, that film where they're like, I mean, no spoilers, but like also if you've seen it at this point, it's been around for like yeah, 50 years. But, yeah. but uh, there's like the end scene is when there's like the final heist in the museum. And yeah. um, it's like with all the bowler hats and Renee Magritte. And my fiance and I actually met seven years ago at MoMA at a Renee Magritte show oh. and exhibition. So like, there's a lot of Magritte and like that kind of, yeah, that is the story. But no, show and I literally pulled together. We pulled, uh, we had the name Crown Affair. We had all these references. I started to work on product on my own separate of him. And, uh, we just, I don't know. It was like, we just pulled basically 70 different brands that were in the space that are like Sephora brands and Blue Mercury brands and drugstore brands. I mean, everything from L'Oreal. And we made a 75 page deck of their logo, their mark, their color, their typeface the products they offer, where their market positioning. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like the amount of brands you use, like, okay, the amount of brands that use hashtag hair goals, it's like, 
I just, it's just like not who I am as How a human. How much time? You could, by the way, you could sell that for like a million dollars. No, so. I know. I know. And it's like beautiful. Um, or like, you know, good hair. Like that's just like not political. That's not okay to say in 2020. Um, it's like. Sorry, my doorbell. No, it's all good. It's just like, there was a lot of Work stuff where home. like, I, I love it. I'm very here for it. And I was just like, there's so much stuff in this category that like, I don't feel aligned with. And it, it, Truthfully too, like, even though there was like a lot of diversity more recently, like everyone's hair was blown out still, you know, and like the whole category is just selling perfection. And, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously what's happened with the social justice movement and Black Lives Matter has opened up like the most incredible door for like real storytelling around this Mm -hmm. and, and the truth. And it's just, it's interesting to like, see how, I don't know, there's just so much that's changed, but yeah, we basically, that's where it all started. And then I had 50 brushes and like 20 combs and our first sample of the oil. And I just gifted it to friends and like put, I was like, I'm going to email you, give me feedback, blah, blah, blah. And I cannot tell you, Pia, like the amount of people who are like, I didn't know I should be brushing my hair before I get in the shower because it like moves build up and like my dandruff is now gone. Or like I brush my hair at night and like the volume in my crown is totally different. Or like it's crazy because one of my friends who's worked at Drunk Elephant for many years and was one of the first people to try the product and this weekend texted me being like, Diana, I have to be honest with you. I like wasn't using the oil and I just started integrating it. And it's like all caps, a superior product. And like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm just like, oh, this is the best. But So getting back to even every <laughs> ad for good hair has been a fucking blowout. Yeah since the dawn of time and it's always been like here's like white girl hair and here's black girl hair and like yeah. here's a company for that so obviously i'm sure like you made sure when you were developing these products that they were tested on like everyone obviously correct totally and it, they were tested on every single person and we have so much more product coming out that we're really excited about and when we launched too we're like honestly if someone doesn't even buy one of our products as long as they start thinking about how they're caring for their hair it could be Mm -hmm. how they're wrapping it at night or even just putting it on their pillow or what they're sleeping on to the towel like everyone can use the towel and how you use it is so different and you know it was it was really important for us to kind of speak to that and without saying too much i also think this category has like othered a lot you know even with curly hair and like mm-hmm. one of my one of my good friends i have a couple of girlfriends with curly hair and actually one of our investors was like diana i didn't know i had curly hair until college like it's just crazy <laughs> like the the horror stories of like i didn't know how to take care of myself and um it's just it's opened up a whole new world that isn't like you know, and this is what I've, we've always done with consumer brands. It's like, this is actually the people, like this is the comment mm-hmm. section. This is the people who are like having these conversations. So um, we're making product for everybody, but more importantly, it's just about like changing the way you like take care of yourself ultimately. I do love that you said like, like it's the ritual. Cause I do find taking care of my hair, you know, like I keep my brushes like out on my little vanity and like I brush my hair before I go to bed and I, do brush it out before, <clears throat> excuse me, before I get in the shower. And like, I have so much, my hair used to be so damaged from dyeing it and uh, putting heat on it all the time. And so now I just find, like, I take pride in like taking care yeah. of my hair. <laughs> Wait, can I hear, can I hear your hair journey? Well, when I was in, oh, I love it. I love it. My <laughs> hair. Yes, you can hear my hair. <laughs> That's a first. I love that. Everyone that I grew up with was like was skinny and blonde and I had really dark hair. So I got I was just always had highlights. 
And my mom always wanted a daughter. So she like, as soon as my hair grew out, like she would make me sleep with curlers in my hair. Like she was just like, it would make bows like and braid. My mom's like a mat, like a master at like braiding. So like, it was always this like crazy, I always had like a thing. And then when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I became like a punk rock kid and like kept like highlighting it and like cut it short. And then I, then I would dye it colors. And then in high school, I think like all through high school, I would bounce back and forth between like highlighting it and then going like solid dark brown. Um, Cause then it became like cool to have brown hair. And so I would like dye it dark brown, like really dark. And then when I moved to New York, I kind of like kept it dark for a long time because I didn't have like a hair person that I knew. And I always knew I could dye, like I would dye it myself dark. Like I loved always just like buying like a fucking packet at the yeah. store and like dyeing my own hair. And then when like ombre was a thing, I was like psychotically ombre. <laughs> and it was like... <laughs> platinum at the ends like from here from like mid down it was like dark brown and then caramel and then platinum and then I would dye it all like purple or blue so it would be like brown at the tips and like fade into like a really vibrant purple then I started putting hair extensions in and like that was ripping out all my hair I had like individuals because my hair's thin And then that's like a bad cycle. Like I stopped doing that even with like eyelash extensions or like anything, which I only did for a little bit years ago because you're just ruining your own hair. So when I I remember one day I was at my friend's house and I had like gel, a gel manicure. My nails were kind of long and I had these like extensions in and I had fake eyelashes on and I pulled out my fake eyelashes and I ripped off my nails and I pulled out my hair extensions and I was like, I want to be a real girl. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to like have all this stuff on my body. That's like totally not mine. And I literally from that day, I dyed my hair brown and I have, this is my God, seven years ago. I do not ever put heat or like I bear, I blow dry my hair barely. And so I wash it. I try not to wash it super often because it gets really dry and it'll fall out. And uh, I do oil, like your oil or like, you know, whatever, like coconut oil. Before I got your oil, I was putting like coconut oil deep conditioner in and I'll sleep with that in a couple of times a week. And then that's it. And I just let it air dry. I wish I knew more that I could do with it. But if I do want to go out somewhere... I don't know. Like maybe I'll put like a a big barrel. Like I it's I, I'm proud that my hair is pretty. Like my hair is shiny and it looks very healthy. And like that's the beauty in it. It's not because I have like a hairstyle. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I mean, by the way, you're so not alone. Like if we can do one thing in this world, like it's I just hope younger girls don't feel the like you don't have to like chemically process your hair so intensely. It really damages it. And like the hair and but by the way, like I'm also here for balance. Like don't get me wrong, like I love a good blowout here and there. But I think me it's too, just, like, but like Yeah. But it's it's hard and it really does damage your hair. And I think for me, my entire philosophy is like treating your hair like you would treat silk or like a really mm. beautiful fabric or like a cashmere sweater. Like Literally, it's oh my also- God, I didn't even realize I have your hair tie-in. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so it's the happy. only thing that like doesn't rip my hair. Yeah. And I need like way, a thousand of these. We got you. There, I literally, I always have one. And the scrunchie I wear all the time because it's so beautiful. I wore that uh, 
like with a bathing suit on Sunday. And I was like, it looks so cute in this thing. And I know that it's not because I used to have that line when I yeah. put my hair down. I had that line of broken hair. Yeah. And it's like all the little things that add up. And I don't know, I just, our whole, that's my entire mission and vision in life is to get people to like really love and respect their hair and the way that you would like your skin or like any part of your wellness routine. You're like, this is a holistic part of my well being. And by the way, your hair like shows, it's just such a reflection of, of what's happening in your life. I mean, like when I, I remember one role, I was really stressed and I like, my hair was like falling out. And actually yeah. a lot of right now too, a lot of people, a lot of girls are like, hairs falling out falling out. And there's little things you can do. I mean, I also have like a list of different things you can take, but I don't know. I'm like a very big believer in just like taking a couple deep breaths and meditating and giving yourself a scalp massage. And like those things have a lot of power in addition to using like great products, you know? Wait, give me your little, like, what are your like hair tricks? And like, what's your, like, what did you do to your hair right now to make it that perfect curl? Okay. Well, thank you. It is all in the post-wash technique. It's, <laughs> it's like an air dry and I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I can't even tell you, P. I I have like 7,000 clips around the house or I'll use our little scrunchies. Mm-hmm. I have headphones on, but basically I kind of look like an elf from Lord of the Rings, but I'll section my hair into like four or five different sections when it's damp. So I'll put our oil in and I just twist, 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 twist. And then I clip it behind me. That's how I, you get it like that? Yeah. And I do the same up at the top and don't get me wrong. Like occasionally I'll iron some of the pieces up in the front. Cause I've got my little, no, like, that's fine. It's like, it's like, I think fluffs. people doing that all day, every day is like a bad thing. You know what I mean? But like every once totally. in a while, of course. Totally. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's it. And then I really just brush it every night that it's dry. I comb it throughout the day so it doesn't get tangled and it helps with just, you're supposed to lose like a hundred hairs a day. So it just helps with shedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I give myself a scalp massage during the day. And then what does yeah, that entail? Literally just like closing my eyes. I started doing it for my brain. Actually, this is like a whole weird thing, but I, it's, someone told me in seventh grade, like a teacher told me that it's really good to like bring stimulation to your brain. Yeah. And I like, what? yeah. And I went on the internet and then like really got into scalp massage for hair growth. And it's something that I've just been doing forever and it feels really good too. And it kind of just like lets you be present for a second. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I also take, I, I'm trying different supplements right now. I'll take like a biotin. Honestly, I haven't found one that I love. The moon That's- juice hair pills. Do they work, work for you? Yeah, that works. And, um, okay. Nutrafol. Okay. Yes. Nutrafol made my mom, like my mom and I and our nails grow like crazy. But if you want like a super clean bioavailable version. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nutrafol is incredible. And so is super hair for moon juice. Okay. I started trying the moon juice one, but I think I was like on, I was taking other stuff too. And I was like, I don't know if this is what's doing it, but yeah. Also chia seeds make my hair grow like crazy. Really? Okay. See, so many omegas. Okay. See, this is the information we need. Okay. So here, <laughs> here's the other thing too, is that like, we're starting to build this community. We're six months old now as a business and it's been so freaking cool, whether it's like our seedling community or the set, but like women sharing those kind of stories, which like also hasn't really happened in hair care. Like it's Mm-mm. been a lot of professional, which is amazing. And I like, I love a YouTube video for two hours every here and there, but like, it's not how I live my life. And I don't, I don't know. There's like a whole other universe that we're tapping into that like, I, it's so fun to talk to our customers and our community. What shampoo and conditioner do you use? Okay. So when I'm being bad, I use Orbe because it has sulfates in it. <laughs> I like love the signature shampoo. Um, and their conditioner is good too. And then I also use Christophe Robin, but the things that I love from him also have sulfates in it. 
So one of our missions, even though they originally started as a cleaner brand, but um, they have like a shampoo scrub. So one of our missions is to just like create cleaner versions because they have a shampoo scrub. Yeah, it's great. It like you do it maybe once every third shampoo. Um, so here's the thing. If you treat your hair, like you treat your skincare, like you'd have a toner and an essence and like, you should have multiple shampoos. I just use baking soda to do like a scrub on my scalp. How do you like it? Yeah. Because I get like a back under uh, like the nape of my neck. I get like itchy sometimes. And I went to the dermatologist and she was like, that's pretty normal. Like this is, it's like yeast, but it's like just build up on your scalp. Like, especially since you're not washing your hair all the time. And I was like, well, that's gross. And she's like, it's very normal. And she was like, I can prescribe. She's so funny. She knows me. She's like, I can prescribe you something, but it's just like all chemical based. And so I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I do apple cider vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and then I'll just add baking soda on top of it, which obviously it foams up. But like that completely, I feel like that cleans my scalp. But I'm always, Kristen Crawley did, like when she like, she took out her, like her weave a couple months ago before she was getting her hair braided and did this like four step scalp and like hair routine that just made my heart explode. And it was like (laughs) some sort of scrub and then like a mask and then like something else like detox her scalp. And I was like, I want that. Like, I'll do that. Like I want like some sort of, I want something to like, obviously on top of just making my hair soft, I want something to clean my scalp. Totally. But I'm obsessed with that. And I also love apple cider vinegar. I'll put it in a spray bottle and dilute it with water and like spray it on my scalp to just kind of balance the pH. It's Mm -hmm. so good. No, here's the thing people, and this is what's like, or all these companies have like guided us the wrong way, but there's scalp care and then there's strand care and like finding a balance between the two and thinking about it like in a brand care. Yeah. You have to like take care of your strands, which is really different than your scalp. And you know, there's just so much that's like, interesting in this category that I think hasn't happened yet. Um, and I love hearing about people's personal routines, like having the fact that she has like a scalp ritual, like in between, it's like, that is a very real part I also of, really of love how you towel. move the world and feel good about yourself. You know, I had it on the other day when I have my girlfriend cuts my hair, <gasps> she came over to give me a haircut. And I came downstairs with that towel. <laughs> She's like a full hairdresser and was like, that's the fucking best hair towel I've ever seen. I put my, I got one for my mom too, just because, and and people don't realize how important it is. Like if you use an absorbent towel, when you get out of the shower and you just take your hair, you take it, let it sit in obviously for 10. I mean, I let it sit in for like 15 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes, your hair dries so nice and so fast. And then if you want to put some heat on it, you're not like frying your hair with the water. Like, you know, I feel like Tell me if this is wrong, but isn't when your hair's too wet and you blow dry it, isn't it more damaging? Because like the wetter your hair is, it's like steam is worse than like a dry burn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so first of all, um, moms love the towel. I feel like all of my friends are like, my mom loves the towel, including my mom. So that makes my, my heart happy. Um, okay, so your hair, as I said, is a fiber. So when it's wet, it swells. And you want to take out that moisture immediately. And this is why I was saying like that my styling is like all in the post-wash ritual because if I don't use a towel and, you know, even when I, like if I traveled and forgot my towel before we launched our towel, which is like in the little pouch. So I enjoy packing it now. When I'm not the pouches anymore, are but, um, so, sorry for everybody who doesn't know, the products come like, you know, when you buy like an expensive purse or a shoe, how it comes in its own branded pouch. 
all the crown affair stuff comes in the chicest fucking pouches, which like I packed them on a trip and my husband was like, that is so chic about it. Like it was like he like was like into it. He was like turned on by the fact that I had like an elevated like hair care routine on her. I love that. Well, it was I was so glad that was inspired by the Celine yeah. pouch that like a little one of my little clutches came in and I was like, we need this. Um, but yeah, no, a towel's low key game changing, and it's funny because there are a lot of hair towels on the market. And I think that's what's so interesting about hair as a category too. It's like skew counts, like not the issue. Like there's a million products and even with hair towels, it's like, there's a bunch and I tried them all. And I have so much respect for all of the brands out there. And I, I, I love a lot of the product, but I just was like literally taking notes. I was like, my hair's falling. Like my hair doesn't fit in this towel or like the way that the twisty turban thingy with like the button, it's like always lopsided or like after five washes, like the towel was getting matty and weird. And like, or like it didn't look yeah, your good towel's in my really I'm like, why again? And it's big like, and I just the, didn't that love big me. piece of elastic, like I, that never happens where it gets lopsided or falls over. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think if you're thinking about launching anything right now or like interested in product, it's like actually being bringing innovative products to the market, even the shape of it. We actually have a patent on the shape of it because every other hair towel is rectangular and ours is cut in a way that like doesn't have excess fabric. So then you can like tuck it in the back with the strap and you can like do cartwheels. The thing's been like cartwheel tested. <laughs> You know, it's like, why, you know, why didn't that exist? And actually some of the best advice I ever got when I was starting this, my friend has a sock company that's like blown up over the last few years. And I'm like, dude, how do you sell socks? Like everyone has a drawer of socks. Like you can go on Amazon or Costco or whatever. And he's like, like, you just have to point out all the things that people didn't know they needed. Like the second that you say like seamless toe and people are like, oh wait, my, like, why is that? That seam now bugs me on my toe. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, or like, thing or whatever it is. And I think that that's so much of what we're doing. It's like, I'm just so like, I love the fact that you're like excited about a hair scrunchie, you know, or like excited about a towel. Like, and it, it is important. I think it's weird timing. Cause we, we launched crown affair like a few weeks before. Yeah. Right COVID. before COVID. Yeah. So it's, it's been like a crazy year, but uh, in a weird way, it's, it's been a catalyst for forcing people to be like, wait, I have to like figure out how to like care for my hair. Like I can't just like run to the salon or like go to my stylist or like, you know, or I'm spending all this time at home doing whatever, making banana bread. Like I should probably have like a good towel <laughs> on my head. So it's been, it's been really good, but I've also, it's been interesting to see like a lot of other hair care brands be like really focused on care. And even with like retail and stuff, like it's very clear that it's doing super well and that people are like excited about this right now, which I think is awesome. And it's cool to see it happen quicker. Cause I felt like when we launched, I was like, guys, rituals and care. And I'm like, and everyone told me they're like, no one cares. It's just about like the blowout. And I'm like, no, there's something here. So in a weird way, that's been one of the silver linings. I think. It can't just be about a blowout because that's first of all, extremely like I have friends who get blowouts every week, but like if I get a blowout the next day, it's greasy and I don't have money to like get a blowout every fucking week. And my girlfriends will get a blowout and it lasts them like four or five days. Like day two of not washing my hair, like day one of not washing my hair, like this shit's got to go back. Like, <laughs> totally. 100%. It's greasy. Me too. Exactly. Also, you know, it was really funny when I was, when we were launching this and I was doing desk sides, two editors, beauty editors who I have like mad respect for were like, blowouts are dead. Like no one wants to look like they got a blowout. And I was like, true. Cool. Yeah. So maybe that was a sign too. I feel like that the air dry movement or just like you, but slightly just taking a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, not, I think the whole thing is for so long has been transform yourself through your hair, like be something you're not like 
color it to look a certain way or style it to look a certain way. And it's another just bullshit marketing ploy to make you feel bad about yourself. So you buy stuff. So you providing products where you're just like, Hey, your hair is beautiful no matter what it is. And like, let's give it a ritual and respect it and make it beautiful and make you feel good about it. That's, this is the new way that we have to sell products. Totally. And I think, right. We like saw that over the last decade with makeup and skincare and obviously skincare is like totally swung the other way, but we, we've also gotten like no makeup makeup. And that's like, honestly, what I'm for me, my hair care has always been like the no makeup makeup version of hair. <laughs> it's like, it's not that you're not wearing makeup when you do no makeup makeup, you're still wearing makeup, but it's like pared down and a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's what we're trying to do for hair care. It's like, you don't have to like spend $600 on a blow dryer twisty thing and like do your hair every day. Like there's, there's a different way to approach this and taking time out of care instead of frustration, I think can be so powerful. So yeah. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. (laughs) Strand care. Strand care. I know. I wish I could see your hair right now. I know. I wish I could touch it. (laughs) It's really long. I mean, I'll like DM you. It's really long. It's gotten very healthy the last... I'm taking so many prenatal vitamins too on top of the super hair. So my hair is just like thickest and healthiest it's ever been. Where can people find you? So we're on the internet. You can go to Crown Affair. (laughs) We're surprised. You can go to crownaffair.com and on Instagram. And then we're also on Goop which has been really fun. Amazing. Their team is great. And it was honestly so cool. Like the whole process of them trying products so early in our life cycle too. And we're also on Violet Gray. We did a limited edition collaboration with them for the comb number Congratulations one. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank There's just you. nothing more fabulous than Violet Gray. <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're amazing. And I love that the colors, because like our core colors are green and orange and black. And they did like the more Violet Gray version mm-hmm. of Crown Affair, which I love. And then... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll be in more places soon. But right now we're launching some new stuff this year, which I'm excited about. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been good. Good. I I want to ask you a million more questions about (laughs) it. This is like so... I'm like, I have so many questions for you. We can can (laughs) absolutely do that offline for sure. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.